Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. Today, Anna and I have an amazing guest for you, Elisa of Meal Planning Blueprints, and I uh, made friends online several years ago in the blogging world, and we got to meet in person at a blogging conference in Portland, Oregon, and she's just been an amazing resource to me personally, and she's going to be an amazing resource for you guys today in terms of just really practical knowledge on using a freezer, using meal planning, using tools that you already have at your disposal to meal plan frugally and to preserve using the freezer and other methods. She's just a whiz. And I knew that when we were talking about other food preservation methods, she'd be a perfect guest for our show. And she agreed, thank goodness, to fit in an interview with us. And today, I just want to hear from you, Elisa. Can you tell our listeners about yourself and what your website is all about? Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. My name is Elisa Giorgio. I am the owner of Meal Planning Blueprints, and I specifically teach meal planning for minimal-ish moms, I say. And we just, I use a capsule pantry method and just, we're just trying to keep it simple over there. Okay. Awesome. So I have a question. Like I love the idea of a capsule pantry. Like, does that mean that you have a specific meal plan and then you just get like a bunch of those items that are necessary for the meals? Or can you explain that a little bit better? Sure. I start out with, yes, a specific kind of ballpark number of ingredients. It's more starting with like deciding what ingredients are in your capsule. Kind of like when we do a capsule wardrobe in our closet, we decide what kind of clothes are in the closet. And then we decide on the meals from those ingredients. I teach that we use that capsule for the entire season of meal planning. Elisa, so can you tell us what do you think people think about when they think about frozen meals? What do you think they think about? And then tell us what's the truth about freezing meals and freezing effectively? Yes, absolutely. I think when most people think about freezer meals, they think about like throwing everything into a bag and then dumping it into a crock pot later and ending up with this mushy mass of a meal. And um, there's quite a few different ways to go about freezing meals. I mean, nobody likes a big frozen mush, right? So you could do it that way. There's, there's lots of different ways to do it. It's not only that one method, but there's also lots of things to keep in mind when you're freezing different types of ingredients to avoid that mushiness or the freezer burn. 
Awesome. I love the idea of freezer meals. I recently partnered with a company here in Northern Utah called InstaFreeze Meals, where you freeze a meal and then you actually use your Instant Pot to cook it. And it's been just amazing. So I'm all about it. I love it. So what are your top tips for freezing food efficiently, Elisa? So there are a few different ways to freeze things. The the first being what we talked about. We're putting raw ingredients into a plastic bag or some kind of reusable freezer bag. And then we are dumping them into a crock pot later, affectionately referred to as dump meals. Um, I really think somebody needs to come up with a better name for those. But that's one way. Another way would be to freeze an entire meal that's already prepared, say like a lasagna or a casserole. And then the third would be to just freeze individual parts of meals like shredded chicken or taco meat or maybe just chunks of bananas for breakfast smoothies. That's kind of my favorite is just not necessarily freezing whole meals, but freezing parts of it that just make my life easier when it's time to get that meal on the table. So I just wanted to say that out front you know, before we go into some other tips and tricks, do those all, do those all make sense for you guys? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So some tips, I would say the first one would be to keep it simple. And anything that you're freezing would be how you normally cook and foods you normally eat. I think our tendency, especially when we start something new is to like go big or go home and you're you're all you're just gathering all of these recipe ideas you're like oh that one looks good and that one I'm going to put that in the freezer and that and I say let's do the other <laughs> the other way and start small and maybe see what you're already making and already that your family already eats and loves that you could just translate into a freezer meal in any way shape or form any one of those three methods we just talked about that would probably be the first one. Like, keep it simple. Let's not recreate the wheel here and try these crazy <laughs> ideas that your family might not eat. I think those are awesome tips. And I think that Anna and I see that a lot in the canning world when people start getting comfortable canning. They just, wa- they just want to can everything in sight. And then you end up with stuff on your pantry shelves that you yeah. don't necessarily end up eating. So, uh, yeah, the, the go big or go home, that, that definitely translates to the canning world too. But, okay, great tip. Freeze what you'll eat. Don't go crazy. What else can you share with us, Elisa? Sure. One of my, my favorite methods, besides just freezing individual things, is like what I like to call a make two, freeze one. So when I'm making something that I know freezes easily, like, like a lasagna or a soup or maybe waffles or pancakes in the morning, I'll automatically just double the recipe. And one of them, or most of them goes straight into the freezer. Like, as you're making it, like while it's cooking, or whatever you're doing for setup, you're actually setting up a little freezer station, whether that's some containers to put soup in, or a pan with parchment paper that you can put those hot waffles or pancakes on so that they can go straight into the freezer, freeze, and then you obviously put them into a bag or something. That's probably the the one that gets overlooked the most is why why spend all this extra time cooking for the freezer? 
Like, let's just do what we're normally doing and make more. If you're baking some potatoes, bake four more potatoes and then put them into the freezer, that kind of thing. Mm. So that's, that's probably my second best tip for time saving. And I'm sure people can find all of this information on your blog, but I love that idea of just making extra when you, when you are already in the process of making it. Right. I mean, the thing with dinner, especially is that everyone hates it because it takes so much time at the busiest Mm -hmm. time of the day. So if you're already doing it, it just makes so much more sense to save yourself, save your future self sometime. That being said, when you are freezing things, there's are some like unwritten rules to adhere to. Um, the biggest one would be don't freeze dairy. Just like we don't can dairy, right? <laughs> we, freezing dairy is a little bit iffy. Some cheeses work okay, but everything else is just kind of like, eh. No cream soups or anything that has already cooked dairy. It's just going to separate and be gross when you try to eat it again. The other would be no whole eggs. I feel like that's that should go without saying, but not always. You can freeze raw eggs if they're like scrambled or personally, I just would rather cook them, like cook the eggs, make some breakfast sandwiches, throw them in the freezer, but no eggs. And then the thing that's really going to kill you when you're freezing anything is freezer burn. So there's a few things you can do to prevent freezer burn. One is obviously don't keep it in the freezer forever. Like there's a, there's a shelf limit, even though it's a freezer, you definitely have to, you know, most things will only last three to six months. So try to stick with that. And then the thing that causes freezer burn is that excess air inside whatever package. So I always suggest not freezing things directly in the package. Like if you want to get meat from the store, take it out of the package, put it into a freezer bag, whether it's a disposable one or reusable, the thicker the that layer, the thicker that plastic layer of bag, the more protection it has. And then you want to get all of the air out of that bag as much as possible. I've even been guilty of putting a straw in there and like zipping the bag almost all the way closed putting a straw in there and sucking the rest of the air out. I don't know if that's the best way to do it with raw meat, but but I've done it and I'm still alive. <laughs> so you want to keep the air out of it. That is like probably the number one thing. Do you use one of those vacuum sealers or have you ever used one of those, Elisa? I have never used one of those. I mean, I'm probably just too attached to my straw sucking method. <laughs> I just... Sure. <laughs> I never like froze in mass quantities. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just use that. And honestly, I've never, I've never felt the need to purchase one of those like food saver or vacuum seal things because everything lasts pretty, pretty well. Using all the other tips that you're sharing, you haven't ever felt the need to get one of those. Right. Anna, do you have one of those? Yeah, I have a food saver that I use for certain things. It's not easily accessible, so I don't Mm. use it a lot. Mm -hmm. I probably would, but I do quite a bit of like flash freezing of fruits and berries, and then I will like put them in a gallon size freezer bag. And like Elisa said, like get out as much air as possible. 
Yeah. I I don't use it as much as I thought I would. I in my mind I thought I would, but I in real life I do not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like with those like one use things like a food saver is just something that kind of takes up space and probably unless you're unless you're like buying a quarter of a cow from somewhere and and you need to you know wrap that but I think those come wrapped anyway unless you need to do it in they mass do. quantities I feel like that's just another gadget to have around <laughs> They do right Jenny I'm really interested in this yeah, whole idea yeah. of purchasing like cows and pigs and everything. I mean, I moved from New York down South. Go tell me about it because it's real popular down here. So I'm like, all right, I have it accessible. (laughs) Yeah. If, uh, if you have a chest freezer or the freezer space, buying a quarter or a half of beef can be very economical. And uh, I would say like, if you're just a lay person and you're connecting with a farmer and you're buying that amount, it is going to come already wrapped in packages that look pretty similar to what you're used to seeing at the grocery store, but they typically are either that vacuum sealed plastic or wrapped in butcher paper. And they'll be in cuts that are similar than mm-hmm. to what you would normally buy. But if you're buying a quarter or a half a beef or even a whole beef, then there's only so much ground beef and there's only so many filet mignons and there's only so many roasts, right? Like you don't get to pick and choose the way you do at the grocery store, but yeah, they're all wrapped. And I mean, I grew up eating that way. That's that's all I ever ate was beef that we raised. So I would say good using good freezer techniques or good freezer hygiene, keeping it really cold and just being very mindful about how it's wrapped. I think it lasts a very, very long time. Like six months is probably ideal to eat within six months, but I certainly eat meat that's been frozen and properly wrapped uh, longer than that. And I also freeze all the meat that my husband hunts. So that is a little different because we are doing the butchering ourselves on the dining room table. And I don't have a, a, I probably should be the one that has the vacuum sealer just for that. But we wrap in (laughs) two layers of paper. Uh, It's like, I think it's probably lined with plastic, that freezer paper. So we wrap once and then wrap twice and then tape it up. And Mm -hmm. I don't have any significant issues with freezer burn either, but I think it's that two layers of that plastic lined paper that does it. Yeah. As long as you're just preventing that air from getting to directly to the meat. I mean, I love this idea. I want to explore that more. It's so so funny. I, so my freezer went out, my freezer and fridge went out last, last summer. My electricity was out. I was not home for days. I lost everything. And a sweet neighbor cleaned out my free- my stinky freezer for me, but oh. I couldn't get the smell out for days. So when you said meat in a freezer, my immediate thought is like, I live in hurricane land. This is a bad idea. But I, And I know there's ways to prevent it, like a freezer alarm and things like that. But I will say, I asked everybody on social media to tell me, how do I get this smell out of my refrigerator and freezer? Because it literally smelled like something died in my kitchen. Sure. And sure. the only thing that worked, I mean, I tried everything, essential oils, baking soda, everything. The only thing that worked were rolls of toilet paper. So I feel like somebody listening (laughs) will, will take that tip and use it later on. The only thing that soaked up that disgusting smell were rolls of toilet paper. It was so funny. That is incredible. Wow. That is a great tip. It's a great (laughs) tip. My goodness. I mean, I, I did all the Googling. Yeah. 
That's amazing. What my next question was, Elisa, if I'm not cutting you off, what are some of the superhero things that you freeze that you always like, you just are always so glad when you pull it out of the freezer? What are you so glad to have frozen? Oh, that's a good question. Things I love having completely frozen for me would probably be, uh, let's see, first breakfast items, pancakes, waffles, breakfast sandwiches, those like easy grab and goes. I am not a morning person and I don't care to be. So (laughs) I'm doing everything like half awake in the morning. So I would rather just grab and go. And then the other thing would probably two things I would say one would be uh, just a couple of what I like to call uh, rescue meals. So they are like real easy to defrost and eat, right? And it's something that is like it rescues you from a meal planning emergency, <laughs> like you weren't planning yeah. on being home or your dinner got messed up or whatever the case is, but just some like real simple defrost and go rescue meals that either you make yourself. So for me, it would be like pre-cooked sausage, let's say, because I can just defrost that it's already, it's already made. Or it's something that you could just heat and maybe in the microwave or just pop into the oven. And it's already done like a, like a, you know, small things of lasagna. And then the third would be I have a few staple dump crock pot meals that the whole Mm. family loves. And I know that if I pull them out at any time, they will be a hit. Like one of them is a French dip sandwich recipe. And it's so super simple. You're just putting the roast in the bag with a couple of seasonings and you're just adding water. And that just makes the meat for sandwiches. And just having like a a few of those go-tos will really, really help you save time in the kitchen when you're when you're like, you're in a jam. That's super smart. Those are great ideas. I, for some reason, I never think about breakfast items to freeze. Mm -hmm. Like I love the idea of it, but whenever I freeze my waffles, they seem to like all like get squashed in Mm -hmm. the freezer. I don't know if you flash freeze them first and then put them in a bag, but I just, it just never works in my favor. It seems like. Oh, I do flash freeze the uh, waffles, pancakes, almost anything. Honestly, I will try and flash freeze it first, which is simply for anyone who doesn't know what flash freezing is. You're just, you're putting it on, you typically like a tray separated so that they don't stick together in a bag. Like, like just think if, if this is going to stick together in a bag, if have any moisture in it at all, then just separate it, stick it on a tray depending on how your freezer is set up. I have a side-by-side so I can stick my little tray right on top of my ice Mm. maker there and it doesn't take up much room. And then once it's frozen, then you can put it into a bag. This way you're not, like you said, they're not getting mushy. They're not squishing together. They're just single and you can take them out. I mean, I do everything like that. Hot dogs, sausage, like I said, and the fruit like you were talking about, Anna. You flash freeze most things? I do. That's really smart. That's probably the step that a lot of people skip. Yes. Yes, that is probably the step that most people skip. I'm only cooking for my youngest son and I currently. So since it's just the two of us, it doesn't make sense for me to have to defrost large quantities. So I just kind of got in the habit of flash freezing because it's a small, I can just grab 
one hot dog out if he really wants a hot dog and I don't feel like cooking or, you know, a waffle or something like that. That's genius. Really. That's very smart. I love the idea of creating convenience food that's not store-bought, mm. right? So a lot of people are like, oh, I buy Eggo waffles because they're so easy. I just pull them out. And you're like, well, if you make waffles and flash freeze them, you can have your own homemade convenience foods, which I think is is great and a good mind shift for a lot of people. Yeah, it's something I've really been working on because I'm trying... I, it does two things, right? One, you're eating healthier, typically. I mean, almost 100% of the time, what, whatever you make is going to be healthier, even from if it's from a mix, than something you, you purchased in a box. Um, and two, it's also money saving. I mean, it's just you're, you're automatically yeah. going to save some money if you make it yourself. Like, I don't care what it is, even if it's chicken nuggets. So yeah, I've been, I've been really on this journey to try to see the things that we those convenience foods that we would buy over and over again. And if I could make them myself, breakfast seems to be like the easiest place to start with that for me. That's amazing. What are some mistakes beginners make or that you see people making when they're starting getting started with meal planning, using the freezer and just freezing in general? That's a good question. I think the biggest mistake is really just trying to go all in like we were talking about before, doing too much of it and trying to like jam your freezer with all of these things that you're not you're not going to eat. The second mistake would just not maybe being up on the knowledge of what you can and can't freeze. I think more people assume you can't freeze things that you can than the mm. people that do freeze the wrong things. I think there's there's far fewer of those people. I like I said, like no one thinks you can freeze raw eggs. You can, you just have to prepare them in a, in the proper way. So mm-hmm. I think it's just being knowledgeable and not trying to do too much. Like you want to get started with making freezer meals. What are you making this week that you could either freeze a portion of for a future, maybe lunch for yourself, or that you could double the recipe and pop in the freezer for a future dinner time. That's really smart. Yeah, I mean, free, I, I I love the freezer for preserving. Like I said, I I so want to learn how to can and spend the time doing it, but I just haven't yet. And the freezer helps me just put away things and also waste less things. Like if I'm going away on vacation or going to be away for a few days, you know, and I have half a gallon of almond milk in the fridge, I can put that in the freezer. I can put a block of cheese in the freezer. Mm. I could... I know I said don't freeze cheese, but like a block is okay. You know, if I have some extra stuff in the in the fridge or that's going to go bad in the next few days, like put it in the freezer before it goes bad. Actually, that's probably one of my top tips for beginners. Like you can you can stop wasting a lot of food if you utilize your freezer. I bet you have reaped the benefits financially from this for years. I bet I have too. I think it's one of those things after a few years, you just automatically do it. And it definitely, when I look at all of those things, I, I know it definitely helps my grocery budget. I mean, it, there's, there's no way around it. It has to. I've never taken the time to actually like, you know, write it out. But those small changes over time, like stop buying convenience items, make it yourself, freeze the things that are going bad, freeze some extra food for yourself so that you don't buy lunch when you're out 
or don't order pizza one night, like all of those things add up and, and turn into hundreds of dollars a month, honestly. Elisa, where can our listeners find you? Where do you hang out on social media? Tell us your website and what offerings do you have on your website that our listeners would love to hear about? Sure. I My website is mealplanningblueprints.com. That is my handle for everything. Uh, so I hang out the most on Pinterest and Instagram. Uh, I love doing silly reels. So we're, we're, we're into that. And my nine-year-old loves to join me on those. So you might see him pop up once or twice. And as far as offering goes, I have a lot of pre-made plans on my site. But the main one would be there's a free training that I have where you can go and learn about the capsule pantry method and how to just keep it simple in the kitchen. And that training will also allow you to get into my signature program, the capsule pantry blueprint, which is not open to the public year round. You have to go in through that training. And that is mealplanningblueprints.com slash minimalist. That would be the free training that if you're interested in learning how to capsule pantry, that would be the training for you. That's amazing. Thank you. I also, in that within that program, we do a lot of these freezer techniques and how to use the freezer to your advantage in conjunction with this like minimalist meal planning style. So there's a lot of, I mean, freezer and meal planning, like it all and canning, it all overlaps, right? It totally does. Elisa, thank you so much for jumping on with us this morning. I know you were busy and our schedules all had to line up, but I'm so glad that we got to share all this great freezer information with our followers. Everyone be sure to check out mealplanningblueprints.com. I've known Elisa for a long time and she is the real deal. She lives and does as she preaches. So be sure to check her out. Thank you so much for being here, Elisa. Thank you for having me, Jenny and Anna. I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Elisa. Have a great one, guys. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.